but I prefer satin and silk. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello, everybody. Episode Planet. No, yeah. Episode Planet Rage 28. I don't know. I should start drinking. <laughs> yeah. Start that again. I, you want to that, we do it live for better yeah. or for worse. It's organic. There's no artificial uh, preservatives in here at right. all. It's all real. I was distracted because uh, you tweeted to come get ready for St. Patrick's Day with us. Yes. So I, I have my coffee here. And yeah, I mean, this this is not going to sound good because I mean, this is I keep Jameson around. Yeah. Only for pouring it into other things, because Jameson is not really up to the quality of yeah. you want to drink it straight. So that it doesn't. So true. That you don't. So yeah, you don't have the uh, cork though so- sound. You just get the right screw top. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, but I figured yeah, that, you know- that that liquor is really overrated. It's like a glass of fire. There's so many better whiskeys than that. I <laughs> yes, say that. Yeah, y- yes, there are. From Irish whiskeys, there are plenty of oh. great Irish whiskeys. Yes, Jameson is not. I noticed what the average person drinks for even cheap whiskey when we were in Ireland. Uh, Patty was up there. Tell them or do. There's a lot of really good whiskeys that can be cheap. But I figured I already had coffee. But I mean, since you said to get ready for St. Patrick's Day, I don't know if this will pick it up. But so we poured some of Jameson into the coffee. So we'll be prepared Holy now. Shit, you really are hardcore. You're you're day <laughs> drinking three days before St. Patty's Day. You're you're more O'Neill than I'd ever imagined. It's noon. It's noon here. It's almost. Then, uh, wait a minute. Wait. You're also half Polish, aren't you? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now you got the double dose there, buddy. It's, you know, I'm shocked you're not just a stone drunk. We could handle our liquor. Uh, not a problem there. But I rarely drink. So, I mean, this is, uh, but I like the good stuff when I do. It's not a problem. That's good. Here in you're Chicago, good. you know, 26 people shot too fatally over the weekend in case people were, wow. were wondering. What a place. It is what a wonderful a land. Everybody should come visit at some point if you have a flak jacket. Yeah. Are people fleeing Chicago the way they are California? I think so. I saw a uh, article the other. I mean, I always wonder where these things are sourced because the news is such a cesspool at this point. But there was a story on how many black people were exiting the major cities because even they're like, we can't handle this. It's garbage. Anybody get out would. Sure. It's like, that's it. Yeah. Nobody wants to live in those kind of conditions. No. The concept that this is uh, not a problem with what has been going on with crime and what has been going on, one, with violent crime, which Chicago, we show you every weekend what's going on. 
but with the thefts, with the just overall, you know, muggings with it's, it's bad. It is bad. I was talking to a guy the other day who said that uh, he had a place downtown and a place in the suburbs. So, I mean, he had money, but he's like, we don't even want to go downtown anymore. That's how bad it is. You don't even want to go. So, so, uh, you know, I've only been to Chicago a couple of times and, uh, that, you know, the, the beauty shot you always see, it's like, uh, so I guess it's on the lake there and there's some skyscrapers and yachts and shit like that. Is that fucked up too? Is or just, you know, it's getting there. That was, wow. uh, you know, that is the problem <laughs> is that even places that used to be, I mean, not off limits, but you didn't feel like you were in danger if you were on Michigan Avenue shopping at Water Tower right. Place or all that. That's no longer the case. This the crime is everywhere. It's not just like, oh, if yeah. you go to the wrong neighborhood, you're going to get mugged. It's like, no, yeah. going downtown, yeah. you have a really good chance of getting mugged riding on the trains or the buses. I mean, no, I mean, I don't know anybody yeah. in their right mind that would do that. You know, it's funny thing. People uh, lost, you know, having lived in New York and Los Angeles, um, people who come to L.A., I think, are in much greater danger. If they're, if they're, you know, recent visitors or first timers in New York, because in New York, um, you pretty much know when, uh, you're someplace you shouldn't be. Cause you can, right. you could be walking down a street that's you know pretty nice and turn a corner and holy fuck you, you are in a, in a war zone, but you can see it because you're looking at garbage cans in the street and burned out cars. And it's like, Oh, oh I probably shouldn't be here. Right. But in LA you can drive down a street and just nice tight little homes. They get palm trees on the front lawns and shit. This, this looks okay, you know, until the bullet goes through your head. Right. Um, it's very deceptive. So Chicago, Chicago, which, where does, where does Chicago fall in that? I think it's getting harder to tell. Warnings. It is getting harder is to it? tell. Yeah. I mean, because again, that is going back 10, 20 years. It was more, if you wind up in the wrong neighborhood, now it's kind of like the city as a whole. Yeah. When you're not safe in the ritzy shopping districts and, uh, I mean, the Democrats are running at this point from the, oh, no, we never said defund the police, which is why it's good sure. that we have video yeah. and, and audio. Seats, as I call them. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It is amazing how quickly these folks will change what they're saying. Sure. It's amazing what they will try to push as fact, which I did something that I haven't done in a long time, which is. I listened to a Nancy Pelosi press conference that wasn't cut up already. And we've heard clips of her that, you know, she sounds like a buffoon. But listening to this, which was like a half hour press conference, and she gave her remarks for like the first 10 minutes or so without taking questions. And what I walked away with was. She's yeah, like you, 10 times less audio dropped out. Oh, back, are we back? back it up. Uh, yeah. Re rewind about 30 seconds because <laughs> you went silent, at least on me. And that's because you're talking about Pelosi. I know. I, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. They're listening you know, in. Really? You know, I really haven't had my breakfast yet. You have to make me think about that thing. <laughs> Come on. But the, uh, so she did a presser. Mercy, please. Yeah. And like the first 10 yeah. minutes, she was just talking giving her remarks, and then she yeah. took questions. But this was about a half-hour event. And what I walked mm. away with was 
Joe Biden is 10 times. Well, that too. But Biden is is 10 times more coherent than Pelosi. And, And that's not exaggerating. Biden is 10 times more coherent in his speaking than Nancy Pelosi is. Well, a lot of people say Pelosi's a drunk. She may be. I mean, that could explain a lot. She does. She does look loaded a lot. She really does. So that could be the explanation. I mean, says the guy drinking uh, Irish whiskey at noon. But hey, (laughs) this is for a podcast. Nancy, I mean, just started. Let's let's see. Let's check in with you in about 25 minutes. Right. How you sound. See how it goes. (laughs) I once did a, a podcast years ago. My buddy yeah. and I did a podcast called Alt This, which was tech and uh, politics, which I'm guessing is surprising nobody that when we hit episode number 21, we decided to drink and do shots during that episode. And, and by the end, it was uh, it was not good. It was not good at all. Yeah. But that could explain there was a guy in New York when I was a kid. I actually worked for him. I used to write for him um, named Ted Brown. He was a pretty big deal. He was a morning morning uh, drive guy and he started doing that every new year's day <laughs> he was the morning <laughs> man he would start drinking at 6 a.m and i mean heavily pounding him and by 10 o'clock he was basically on the floor you know and it was kind of his thing is public service you know so don't get too drunk tonight folks because you'll sound like i <laughs> right it's a it's a cautionary tale you see what exactly. can happen yeah but maybe that's what this is and i mean you can yell stop at any time this was another video like the uh, like the girl on her journey that was hard to cut because it was just it was I, yeah. so beautiful. I, by the way, I, I, I looked up Journey Girl and I decided I like her. She, she, she seems like a nice person. She's just a little bit misguided. Yes. And uh, maybe we should we should sort of, you know, be her mentors in some way. Try to help her, uh, you know, on her journey. <laughs> I didn't notice when I watched her video on how she saved $70,000 in two years that it was basically because she was living at home. Yes. And she was also bartending, which can be very lucrative. Oh yeah. You know, that really, you can make out very well at that. And it's more honorable, honorable than pole or I shouldn't say honorable, but uh, let's say less uh, soul searing than pole dancing. Doesn't doesn't pay as well. Well, she can Um, wind up like AOC. Exactly. But yeah, you're right. She might be in Congress. It's the best gig of all. But I but I thought, well, why are you doing Grubhub and this other shit if you already have a, you know, a resume as a good bartender? Just go back and do that and let that, you know, uh, fund your journey. Yes, I found that interesting because you said she was making two hundred to a thousand dollars a day bartending. Mm-hmm. And I think most people would jump on that. Uh, they sure would. And and it wasn't like it was working until three in the morning. She also said her her shifts were 11 a.m. to like 7 p.m., which is like, OK, if you can make that kind of money. Why don't know where the, that drinking town is? <laughs> I don't know. That? She said she was in the Bay Area. So who knows what's okay. going on yeah. in, in lovely San Francisco. But speaking of lovely San Francisco, let's listen to Nancy. See how long. Oh, okay. See how long you can take this. Then unlocking billions more for federal dollars in the bipartisan bill, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, there was money allocated, but it could not be spent until we unlocked it in this appropriations bill. And then uh, the bipartisan legislation, this is especially 
I'm glad about this, especially at Women's History Month, that we will have reauthorizes the Violence Against Women Act um, um, and establishes new cyber, in, in addition other bills, uh, establishing new cyber protections against Russia. That, those are two different bills. Okay, so at least she caught she's talking about two different things because she's talking about violence against women. And then she says the bill is going to do something about Russia, which I didn't was trying to follow. I really couldn't. It's a little confusing. Yeah, maybe that should be a regular, uh, you know, facet of this show. What did Pelosi say? Yes. Try to, de- de- try to uh, decode it. Yes, I'm, I'm still trying. I'm still trying here. But the Violence Against Women Act has uh not been in effect for a while so we're very pleased that we had a bipartisan agreement we had to make some compromises but that's again what legislation is about on the COVID relief bill unfortunately you had to have 60 votes in the senate and we couldn't get 60 votes without uh, taking money out of the state allocations that were in the uh, the rescue package and that republican obstruction required that we pass now taking it off this bill uh, to uh, separate legislation containing funding to continue the fight against COVID. The, the administration's request is essential for continuing the fight against the epidemic. It's really important because it, it's about our global responsibilities, yes, but in addition to that, it's about therapies that are early interventions into uh, uh, COVID with that stopping transmissions transmissions as i've said to you before as you well know are the place where new new um variants are created transmissions as you know is the place where new variants are created hey you you do me a favor (laughs) can you back that up like 30 seconds i I need to hear that again yeah that was me listening through the whole thing i was like um what containing funding to continue the fight against COVID. The the administration's request is essential for continuing the fight against the epidemic. It's really important because it's about our global responsibilities, yes, but in addition to that, it's about therapies that are early interventions into uh, uh, COVID with that stopping transmissions. Transmissions, as I've said to you before, as you well know, are the place where new new um, variants are created. Well, I don't know. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> um, it sounds like she's making a pitch for ivermectin, doesn't it? Well, yeah, there's money in there for these things. <laughs> I mean, of course, this will be for the, the Pfizer pill or whatever. Of course it will. Oh, yes. Sure. But all over the place from talking about talking to Zelensky to it's women's you know history month or whatever it is you know the, the women's month thing and now it's hard to keep track of all these things then going into covid then it's it's like it's all jumbled up when it comes out and it's it's just interesting to me that she is in a position in this country that I would say she's pretty much next after Biden. When it comes down to somebody who has the most political power, it's the president. Then it's the speaker of the house. Yeah. But I think you're, uh, you know, you're asking too much. True. I mean, you want, you want coherence from, uh, you know, an elected official. Yes. What's wrong with you? They don't owe you that. Again, Just fucking uh, pay your, 
<laughs> Pay your taxes and shut up. Yes, please. Sadly, the Republicans insisted that every penny uh, uh, for the COVID be offset. And again, we- those horrible Republicans for wanting the budget to be balanced. Yeah. We fought to make sure that they didn't take any money out of the pockets of localities, uh, but they uh, uh, did insist that it become come out of the state. So in any event, we will have our bill on the floor uh, today as well. Well, depending on how long this all takes, but that is the plan. Uh, rules is about to meet. I don't know if they've gone in. They're about to go in, the Rules Committee. They gave notice that they were going in in an hour uh, a, a while ago. So we have the bill on the floor today, or maybe we won't. It depends. You know how that is. But I think they said like an hour ago they're going to do this. Right? Are they doing this? I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? Doesn't matter. Well, I think doesn't that's matter. the. Nobody <laughs> listens. Nobody gives a shit. That's probably the truth. Yeah. And it just doesn't. And it was just like this just went on. Yeah. And this wasn't even like she was getting because this was the part before they started asking questions. So this was just Nancy coming in prepared with these remarks. Right. I understand being flustered. You know, I even understand to a certain extent Kamala Harris is cackling when she gets a question that she doesn't know how to handle. I get <laughs> right. I get the nervous tick. I understand. <laughs> But this I don't understand. I don't. And of course, the view covered was another one that I decided not to bring audio of. But they covered media covering Kamala's cackling with. Wait a minute. You're talking about the spew that that bag fest with uh, them? Yes. I mean, I know it would get people raging, but I can only handle so much of it. But, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. that points out the inappropriateness of Kamala Harris's laughing at inappropriate times. This all is because of racism and misogyny. She is. Really? A, that's why the, why, that's why she laughs. Is that what they said? No, the people covering her talking about oh. her laughing. Oh, I see. Is all oh, because okay. of it's your misogyny, Larry. It's your sexism. It is. Be, you are racist because of course you don't respect her because she's a black woman. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a buffoon oh oh okay you know and they point that it's like it just doesn't make sense because i'm betting that um oh i can't remember her name the uh the conservative young black female commentator uh oh candace owens yes thank you see it's the irish whiskey you're welcome too quick it is it's getting you already if candace owens who i'm sure has said this about kamala harris I'm sure it's because Kamala Harris is a black woman. I'm sure that's why Candace Owens would call her out on it. I mean, it makes perfect sense. But this is what's been going on since Obama, which is you have a built in thing to yell. If anybody disagrees with you with Obama, it was racist. Now, with Kamala, you get the extra. Oh, you're also a sexist. There you go. It's like, (laughs) no. This is this is just because she's a buffoon and doesn't know what she's doing. And if you point that out about Nancy Pelosi, then you're either, I guess, a sexist or an ageist. But it's sad here. We plan to move as quickly as possible. Okay, I had what's over 45 minute conversation with President Zelensky uh, earlier today. Okay, I'm just wondering, listening to Nancy Pelosi here. Yeah. How do you think a 45 minute call with anybody went? 
Mm. What I want to know is, was he dressed as he was in that, uh, should have put a ring on it video. Have you seen him <laughs> doing that? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. You know, <laughs> I will not pretend to know the reality of what's going on in Ukraine or in Russia. Because mm. I don't think it's possible to know accurately what's going on. Doesn't Sir Gene know? Isn't he from there or something? He seems to have a lot of insight and a lot of people are calling him out as a Russian apologist, of course. <laughs> is it, where is he from? He's the Red Menace. I don't know exactly where, but he was born in Russia. So, okay. He has family in Russia. Then he'd fucking know, I would think. And this has been something that has been ramping up. According to him, there was a lot. And this comes down. I mean, this actually kind of crosses over into bullying and that kind of stuff, because I think this comes down to what happened to provoke what everybody is covering right now is Russia went in without provocation, without reason. And I don't really believe that's the case. Now, was it a good reason? Was there enough provocation? All of that? That I have no idea, sure. but it bothers me when all, so many people of so many different uh, types at this point, so many different sides of the political aisle are all coming down with the exact same conclusion, which is Russia bad. They must be stopped. Sure. That bothers me. And now they got their martyr, this uh, journal who. I guess people are saying it was not a journal at all, but a spook, but he got greased. And so now they get somebody to scream about, get boots on the ground, send everybody over there. It's got a war, 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 war. Yeah, it was. Isn't, okay. Is it worrying to you that Jen Pisaki is taking time out of her busy day to update top TikTokers? Well, what's more worrying is, uh, and are, are there any are there any chicks in the uh, any females in the troll room? Occasionally, all right. Because I'd like you know you know I, I, as you know I can't multitask and look at that, so that's why I depend <laughs> on you, my friend. But I'd like to put a question to any women out there about Pisaki and come to a consensus consensus of how frequently she washes her hair. <laughs> well, she has the peppermint patty look. I think you could, uh, I think you could whack, you could, you could grease the axles on a Peterbilt um, with her head. Well, maybe she's trying to save the environment by not showering more than once a week. Maybe, or, maybe. but she always looks greasy. Hey, but ladies, sorry, I digressed. If you huh? want to let us know what your thoughts are there, rage yes. at planet rage dot show. Let us know. Yes. But this whole, we're talking to TikTokers just yeah. blew my mind it's like this is a bunch of idiot kids mainly yeah. who are using this platform for little 15 second dance videos mm -hmm. this is not a news source taking this seriously oh but it is but it is darren yeah, well, it's a news source for them it is well that mm -hmm. is the problem because you don't know yes. where the videos are coming from oh you're seeing videos of atrocities that are coming off of social media. A lot of what the mainstream media is covering here is coming off of social media with things that cannot be verified. Oh, sure. Sure. It is. Uh, it's nuts. It is nuts. It is nuts. That's why we're here to break the internet. That's what I want to happen. I want to fuck this thing up. I want to burn <laughs> it down. 
that is really, even even at our own peril you know then we'll have to use walkie talkies or cbs or ham radios or shit like that i'm good with that i just want this whole thing gone forever it is bad it has been it a, is bad. a very negative effect on everything not just teenage yes. girls correct it's been a horrible yes. effect it horrible has fucking thing. changed people's perceptions of themselves so true and it has amplified the negative stuff way more than it has amplified positive stuff. Somebody should do a book about that, you know, to do, you know, do a really scholarly type empirical thing of, you know, life pre and post, let's not say internet, but at least social media um, and, uh, and see, you know, add up the pluses and minuses and see where it nets out. And I'm betting it's just been a fucking shit show. Absolute disaster. It has. And it also allows for all of the misinformation. But it's great when you say, you know, we're the ones who are going to protect you from misinformation by giving you misinformation. Let's stop right there. You and I. okay, this is a great, great way or place for us to take a little pause and apologize to all of our listeners for plugging those fucking douchebags from duck duck go oh i know that's on my list for today's show (laughs) you did it i did it we probably encouraged other people to do it and i want to say i'm very sorry i did that and fuck gabriel weinberg yes so there i said my piece he has bought into the one-sidedness of this story and to me I talked about this the other day on uh, Unrelenting with Sir Gene. I had gotten an email from the DMV here in Illinois telling me how evil Putin was and how he's a madman and how he went into Ukraine for no reason. It's like the Illinois DMV. Wait a minute. Fucking motor vehicle. Yes. I don't know exactly why. Read this to us. I want you to share with the class. Come on. I, I just, I mean, I don't even understand why. This would be the kind of thing that would show up in uh, in, in the uh, mail for the state of Illinois. I, I don't That's understand. Incredible. And and they were telling you for what reasons were they like asking for donations or something? Well, what what was the point of this of telling you this? Well, it was okay. It was from the state treasurer, but it was sent to the email address that I use for the dmv stuff because i use okay. a different email address for everything so you I'm could sure track you where the spam is coming from right but this was the treasurer's note from the state of illinois helping ukraine vladimir wow. putin's unprovoked immoral and unjustified invasion of neighboring ukraine must not stand that's, a, that's, that, that's a coming out pretty strong i'll give him credit that's for that coming in hot you're right Certainly, this premeditated invasion imperils all of Europe and stokes fears not felt since World War II. Putin's aggression has global implications. The instability Putin needlessly created can be seen right here at home in the eyes of our neighbors. The Ukrainian village in Chicago is home to the third largest Ukrainian population in the world. I don't think they're in danger. I mean, okay, their family may be, but if they're here... Why did Putin do this? The email asks. It is difficult to understand a madman. Since Putin uh, launched this madman. Yes. Brutal and senseless attack. We have been bombarded with questions and how this despotic behavior touches Illinois and its finances. Um, Fuck off. Yeah. 
I mean, who would, is that the first question you're going to get is like, what, what do you think my state's doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think the states buy oil. I mean, there are, you know, I don't know. It's just wow. a very weird thing. But, wow. you know, going back to the misinformation, I mean, we've been hearing about the January 6th and about the Trump thing now for a year and a half about how horrible anybody that dares to question a presidential election that should basically you should be thrown off the internet you should probably be jailed this is really bad to to do because it brings down our democracy we've heard that from so many people on the left in her remarks to the tiktokers jen pisaki mentioned the 2016 presidential election yes and how it was obviously hacked by the russians right wait wait yeah, but so, 2020 was the most secure in history that was good they got all those russians out of the fucking mix by 2020 all of them and but wouldn't that also mean that jen pisaki is questioning the outcome of the 2016 election sure if you're telling us it was hacked by a foreign power why why did they yeah. hack it if it wasn't to change the results right i still want to grease the axles of a peter built with her hair whatever <laughs> get one it's just it's an really? insanity and we also can go back and hear people like hillary clinton talking about how they really won and yes that's questioning it well, seems have, like see looking forward have you noticed i'm sure you have they have the long knives out for tulsi gabbard holy shit they're starting real early because you know what that brought as a threat I don't know if she's a good guy or a bad guy. She seems to be, you know, moved dramatically to the right from where she started out. But that said, she is almost too smooth. She's really a skilled politician. And they are shitting blood about the possibility of her, you know, ascension. They really are. And they are just relentlessly bombarding her now i mean shit the other thing i mean she's got her eye on i'm sure the veep or even the top spot in 2024 so they're getting at her early real early and what does that say because we've heard this is all about party politics this isn't about party politics because she is a democrat so this isn't just our side versus their side this is now very clearly you're not an ultra liberal which i think yeah. Tulsi considers herself a Democrat. Maybe she shouldn't because she's a lot a, of her views. She's a, she's a dino, right? Democrat in name. <laughs> yes, only. perhaps. She's, she spoke at CPAC. I mean, they just hate her now. Well, and she has more conservative views. I mean, one, she was in the military and is still pro-military, which a lot of the ultra liberals are against any kind of police yeah. or military or anybody that's a, you know, have a show of force. So yeah. there's that. But she also talks about believing in God and having religion, something else that Mm -hmm. a vast majority of the ultra liberals no longer have. Right. And I think that's a big thing because you have to, I believe, for the average human being, they need some kind of something to believe in. It doesn't matter what you call it, but you need something to ground you something to give you a feeling of purpose oh my god are the helicopters coming for you larry i know (laughs) (laughs) hang on a second let me take care of this hold on i'll be right back because you got the anti-aircraft missiles and stuff ready to go it's always a bad sign 
when you're uh, when you're doing a podcast with somebody and all of a sudden you hear the uh, the helicopters coming in, coming in hot. Sounded like some of those big military ones too. Like one of the the big Blackhawk helicopters coming in. You got to be careful with that. That's when you know you're on a list. You absolutely know you're on a list when the helicopters are over your house again. There's a Todd Snyder song about that, which is when you're in a, it's a, sorry about that. It's a chilly morning here in LA. And I think my wife uh, put the heat on before I forgot I was doing my thing here with you. So that'll, it'll go away momentarily. In the meantime, I'll just shut up. Oh no, that's not a problem. Okay. So that was the heat or was that a helicopter? Oh, I know. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's the heat. Believe it or not. The, the blower's right outside my uh, secret studio here. So it gets pretty, pretty goddamn noisy. Sorry. Well, that's that. okay. I mean, we could have handled it. I was just afraid that there were, uh, you know, guys in uh, black suits about to drop yeah. from, uh, Drop from Pelosi's hit squad. I expect them here at any moment. Yes. Yeah, it's true. You can't speak badly about Nancy Pelosi while you're in. uh, Yeah. Or Hillary. Hillary was the one that said that uh, Tulsi was a Russian agent. Remember that? Yes. She's still claiming that. Yes. And that's it. People, but getting back to people need something to kind of give their life meaning. And for us, when growing up, most people in the United States were part of a religion it's not saying you went to mass every week or anything like that but people when asked if they were religious or not most people would have said yes right getting less and less of that and i believe it's being replaced with things like global warming or whatever the next big thing is and it's very weird to me and i'm interesting to know if you're seeing this in california as well because this seems like there was a massive switch where, you know, we had all the climate change stuff leading up to the last couple of years before COVID hit, but then the George Floyd thing happened and black lives matter was everything. You couldn't turn on your television. You couldn't turn on an app without getting, Hey, would you like to contribute money to, and now this is Ukraine. This is everywhere. and. It's just weird to me that these major things, you can't have like two at the same time. It goes yeah. from one to the other. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the, the, that meme is great that's making us, uh, the rounds now with a Wojak in a circle. And it just says, I, I support whatever's current. Right. Right. Yes. You got to support whatever's current. And that's what it is. But, you know, inflation is running rampant. Yeah, now you're talking. I just want to make something clear, though, Larry. I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. Simply not true, Larry. Government spending more money does not cause inflation. (laughs) Simply not true. Simply not true. Simple. So simple, even Joey can get it. Simply not true. Simply simple talking from a simpleton. Yes. Spending money does not cause inflation printing money yes oh wait be printing money that's different but why are we printing money oh because we're spending money right holy shit joey's getting tough i mean i like the tough joey it's just he has no clue where he is or what he's doing and uh i'd like the tough joey if he was actually tough but he's just a pussy masquerading always he's about as tough as uh pillsbury doughboy it's easy to get tough once you have the office of the president behind yes. you mm-hmm. because then you carry 
a lot of power in the world, but this concept and this, he gets very upset very quick, which is also something that happens for people of a certain age who may have a certain mental debilitating disease. Yes. That stupidity. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> well, that's he not age fucking, related. Before he got old, he was stupid. Let's, let's never forget that. He's never been a bright guy. Never. No, career politician no. never really made a big blast. And it's interesting when you look at guys like Obama, who's very smart, but he pretty much, uh, you know, he pretty much blew his whole wad before the time he was like 50 or so. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's all downhill from here. Where do you go with Obama, yeah. except pulling the strings now mm-hmm. for Joey, I guess, which I mean, I certainly don't doubt that that's what's going on there, but Biden being 80 years old or so, whatever he is, I can't ever remember seeing news coverage thinking, wow, that Joe Biden, he's tough, smart. I don't remember him ever being in the news until he became vice president. Oh, no, I remember him being in the news before then when he took a swing at the presidency back in the 80s. Okay, when there was still something, some shreds of a legit uh, journalistic enterprise on television, newspapers, and they they broke every one of his fucking lies and they then that effectively destroyed his uh, his campaign. He was considered a joke. He lied about his schooling. He lied about his scholarships. He, he lied about everything. Everything that fucking guy said was a lie. And guys like uh, I, I don't know, Dan Rather, whatever, whoever the hell it was, those guys called him on it. There's, if you go search YouTube for uh, you know Biden's early lies, <laughs> it'll blow up your skirt, man. When you see the the kind of the caliber and the scope of the outrageous lies he told, and they said and that that just demolished him. He was done. He was a joke. Which I guess also leads you to question, was he really lying or did he believe it? There's a there's a line in Seinfeld where uh, there's an episode where Jerry's wondering if he can beat a lie detector test because his new girlfriend was a police officer. And she asked him if he watched uh, Melrose Place, I think it was. And he said no. And she's like, "Ah, we're going to hook you up because I don't think you're telling the truth. and. Of course, George, being, you know, a a hell of a liar in that show, said, you know, one thing you have to remember, Jerry, it's not a lie if you believe it's true. (laughs) And so, I mean, when people say Biden's lying, it's like, you know, he he can't really he's only lying if he doesn't believe it's accurate. And I think that's a very big distinction to make, because in his mental state, I believe he thinks what he's saying is the truth. So you've just elevated him from pathological liar to insane liar. Yes, I think so. I think so. Got it. I mean, at least now it could be blamed on his age and possibly dementia. Back 20, 30 years ago, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it's possible anyway. It's possible. I don't think so, though. I think he's a weasel. Well, he is. Evil guy. And, you know, he knows what he's lying. He does. (laughs) He is definitely a weasel. Yeah. He is. No. Now, the, another clip I pulled here was yeah. uh, Jussie. Jussie was sentenced. Oh, yeah. This has been an interesting case. And it sure has. This, I believe, is the justice system actually working in the Chicago area, which is also almost unbelievable, which also says to me 
that the evidence against him was so solid. I think it had to be because one, he's black. Two, he's gay. Three, he's famous, which should pretty much be a get out of jail free card unless the evidence is so very clearly one way that there's no question at all that he did it. Now, the interesting thing is his comments that he made after the sentencing. We've got those. It starts a little uh, well, let's hear this. crunchy, but it gets a little clearer. No, I would just like to say to your honor that I am, uh, I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent. And I'm not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. So he, Jesse wants you to know he is not <laughs> suicidal. I think we got, how many times did he say that? I counted five. <laughs> like eight or nine. I mean, it's, yeah. Eight or were, nine. Now, the interesting thing is his brother has sent out an Instagram post Uh-oh. saying that the, you know, the chart or whatever on him right now has him listed as a self-harm possibility. Yeah. Which, and I'm thinking about this. I mean, one, Jesse and Joe Biden have a lot in common because I'm thinking Jesse also believes what he's saying is true at this point because there's no other explanation when you get caught, when the evidence is clear. And the reality is, even the chief of police, who was black, by the way, at the time, yes, of course, was going after him because he was black, but that was a black guy. (laughs) Didn't make sense. And it was made clear, all you have to do is apologize. And this goes away. And he refused to do it. Right. Which either takes a special kind of stupid or he really believes he's innocent. Yeah, but you see what I got out of that clip you just played is that he's he's like putting himself in the in the uh, Epstein McAfee bracket. Yes. Right. Where he feels like he is at risk, like some, some fucking assassins, maybe, maybe from <laughs> Russia, who knows Ooh. where are going to sneak into his cell. Cause they want him dead because he's a, he's a valuable, uh, what's the word they, they use in the CIA. An asset. asset. Is that it? Yeah. He's a valuable asset. So he wants to make this announcement in advance, just in case those, those 007 type uh, Stasi, whatever the fuck they are, you know, Agents come to grease him. But here's what right? I'm thinking. Isn't that, isn't that like, to me, that sounds like the, what he's really saying. No, I agree. But take it an even another step down the line. Okay. Which is what if he's planning on killing himself? Mm. And this is again, this whole ordeal has already been seemingly one lie after another, even though you've been caught. This could be the perfect way if you're planning on offing yourself saying I am not suicidal because then you're leaving behind a mess 
you're leaving behind a community of people that still believe you. And I'm not saying that is the black or white community, but there's a certain community. There's a certain amount of people out there who believe Jesse's telling the truth. Who this would kind of set things on fire if he winds up dead. So yeah. maybe that's maybe he wants to be a martyr. Maybe that's I mean, uh, if you're that sick that you won't admit when you're caught, how do you know how far that mentality is willing to take it? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Um we don't normally <laughs> like conspiracies, but I thought that was kind of a funny one. What they should do is, you know, forget the uh, what they give them is 150 days of uh, jail time. Yeah, nothing, because it's yeah, also so a one they, and one. It's up, which means sure. every day of good behavior takes one day off his sentence. So then he'll be on in what, like 45 days or something or 75 days. Right. Yeah. Like 75 days. So like That's two months, so, a little yeah, over. So, so what I would say is if they really want to punish him, right, just get the fucking jail thing. Lock him in his, uh, you know, his house with a ankle bracelet. And make him watch a continuous loop of Dave Chappelle talking about him, <laughs> um, you know, for like a week. That'll that'll straighten his ass out. Yeah, it was uh, understandably, and the judge made a lot of comments leading up to the sentencing, which I think, well, one, it was interesting, of course, because it was a white guy judge. So there'll be that. There'll be that'll be pointed to. But he made the point, and I think rightfully so, which is being somebody that cried wolf. Now, I don't have 100% of the evidence in any of this stuff, but it seems like he did make all of this up. So the next person who actually gets attacked may not come forward now because of this, and they'll feel like, well, nobody's going to believe me. It's like it's very detrimental. The fact that he never did confess if he actually did do this and he knows that he did it you are hurting a lot of people by not just admitting it and moving on because you put questions out there mm-hmm. which people that have issues people that get you know that are afraid to go to the police it's like you're actually making this harder now on victims of hate crimes but i don't know i don't know if he realizes that just like i don't know if joey understands what's going on <sighs> It is a very self-centered world that we live in right now. Oh, yeah. And it's easy. It's easy to see that. I mean, going back even to the uh, to the the journey girl, it's like she wants to be famous on YouTube. It's okay. You know, it's I get it. It's it's understandable. I mean, I enjoy doing podcasts. I like to put the information out there. You know, for me, it's a lot of fun. But it's not about, I don't think, I mean, everybody, I guess you have a, uh, you know, an ego and, you know, you could try to look inward and see what you're, uh, you know, why you're doing the things you're doing. Jesse, I mean, I would really wonder at this point, it, it just like with Joey, it's like, what, what does your world look like? Well, you know, somebody raised another question about that case and it, it speaks to, uh, you know, the incredible uh, selfishness of that dude. And that is, let's say that they never found the two guys he hired to fake the attack. Right. right? And, you know, cops, they frequently pinch the wrong guys for a lot of, you know, there's no small percentage of guys that are locked up who actually are innocent in various jails because that 
that's going to happen. You know, <laughs> what, what would he have done at some point? Let's say they, they were able to hang it on some guys, something with some skilled prosecution. At, at what point would Jesse have said, hey, uh, don't send those guys to jail. I was just bullshitting. Ooh, see, now that's an interesting mental exercise. Okay. And they should be able to use that on people that uh, that are involved in this kind of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, okay, we caught the guys. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna sentence them to death. Would he have done that? I don't think so. Do you think he would have stepped in? I don't think he would have. No, I think he no, is so. so. Sit right back, let it happen. Yeah, because what could you do except admit? Yeah, that it was you. And I understand that bad things happen. I understand that people are getting attacked in Chicago all the time. But where he lost me was the fact that he said his attackers called him slurs for homosexual. And I'm like, nobody in the world is going to know who you are. I mean, that's just the the bottom line is somebody randomly seeing you bundled up, especially because it was like the coldest night Chicago had in like a decade. I mean, it was literally the coldest night. I mean, so if you couldn't have planned this worse and Jesse walked down to a subway sandwich shop at like two in the morning, because really when it's that cold out and you have that much money, do you really not have anything at home? Do you really need to go walk down to a subway when it's that cold out? It just seemed weird. And the fact that his sandwich was intact and the the people who allegedly beat him and put a noose around his neck didn't take his sandwich i mean i mean if i'm gonna beat somebody and it's like 50 degrees below zero his lunch yeah i'm taking his sandwich i'm like let me get something out of this so that didn't make sense but yeah the whole they knew he was gay thing should have just stuck with the black thing this is when people lie and think they have to add extra details to make it more realistic that's what he did i believe yeah but we'll see how this goes i mean uh, see how yeah, we'll see what the, what the party's like when he's released. <laughs> mm. You know, he's in a relative. He's in a relative. He done the OJ thing. He said, you know, has he, we haven't heard. Has he challenged like the police to find his actual attackers? <laughs> has he ever said that? What about no. that? No, no, he's just saying he's innocent. Oh. That his whole defense was that the two brothers that he allegedly paid yeah. to rough him up. We're the ones lying. So this case came down to oh. two points of view. You either believe Jesse, who said oh. he was really beaten up by Trump white supremacists, or you believe the two black guys that said, we know Jesse. We have the check from him showing he paid us thousands of dollars. They also had on video them buying red hats and rope and whatever else. <laughs> But so you believed one or the other, and it's just Jesse's side just didn't have a whole lot yeah. behind it. Hmm. But you know, there's cameras everywhere. That's we live in a different world now. Yeah, true. I mean, not that you can believe anything you see on the video, but that is another issue entirely. But now you have a clip here. Do we need to set this up? It's a booster clip, which I know. Um, yes. Let me take a little sip Boost. of the Irish whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Boost. <laughs> oh, so it's like a sports thing. We're, we're boosters. I mean, is that it? We're going out. And no, 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 no. It's just I love that sounder that uh, Adam uses every now and then. You got a boost. Okay, screaming boost. <laughs> you got a boost. I mean, if you're listening to a podcasting 2.0 app right now, 
you can boost. We're seeing yeah. Brooklyn did that a second ago. We can talk nice. about that in a moment. But nice. yes, yeah, let, let's 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 the get setup is just it was, it was Burla, CEO of Pfizer, appearing with uh, what the hell's her name? Um, Brennan on Face the Nation. Yeah. And I'll, I'll holler stop, as you know, I, I'm what to do. Do you think that we will every fall have to prepare ourselves for a booster shot with covid just like we get a flu shot? OK, one, it wouldn't be a booster if it becomes a yearly thing. I mean, That's I guess right. I mean, no good point. Does anybody yes. call a flu shot a booster? I mean, maybe it is. Right. Yeah. Two, uh, don't you love a we? Do you think we? Now, speak for yourself, honey. That's a big ass we. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, it's that's just mind blowing. Yes. It's also where journalism has broken down because the right answer, yeah. the right question would have been so does the American public, you know, does, right. you know, or even just the public of the, you know, everybody in the world. Right. But yes, we know. Let's, Let's try to be specific. Right. I think so. The new variants are coming, and Omicron was the first one that was able to evade. Okay. Variants are coming. The first one. Variants are coming. I think he has a dick lodged <laughs> in his throat. Something he sounds. But he just said, let me, let me replay that little section because it's short. Did he just say that Omicron was the first variant? Let's hear that again. I think so. The new Variants are coming, and Omicron was the first one. But yes, yeah, he, says, he did. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> good catch, man! I missed that. Omicron was not the first <laughs> give, variant. Give me some of that telemore do. I think it makes me <laughs> makes you sharper. Makes you sharper. I I well, that. If you're yeah. Irish, that's that'll <laughs> it, it helps out. It, it clears the brain waves out. It's yes. like no, Omicron was not the first variant. That's yeah, yeah. I it's unbelievable to me, isn't it? I mean, you may say it was the first variant. That started really evading the protections of their vaccine. And that can be Which argued in a vaccine. Right. <laughs> but at least that can be argued to make a little more sense. But when you say Omicron was the first variant, then uh, what was Delta? It was able to evade in a skillful way the immune protection that we were giving. Okay. Maybe he did then oh, say. He did say that. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll, we'll cut him that much. Slack. Well, yeah. Slightly more. But also, we know that the duration of the protection doesn't last very long. So what we are trying to do, and we are working very diligently right now, it is to make not only a vaccine that will protect against all variants, including Omicron. Okay, making a vaccine that against all variants. You haven't been able to do that with the flu right. for how many years? How many years has a flu vaccine been around? I mean, my whole life. So at least 30, 40 years that I can remember getting flu right. shots. Right. There has never been a flu vaccine that would handle all of the variants. Of course not. And I didn't realize until this whole like COVID thing started happening. And I start doing more research that the yearly flu dose that you get here in the United States is based upon what's going on over in Asia. And then we think is going to get here for our flu season. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they guess right. And sometimes they don't. Yep. Where this year, it seemed like they guessed really wrong. But here's the other weird thing. Even though they guessed really wrong, there was hardly any flu going around. Wasn't that interesting? Yeah. I think it begs some questions. Oh, yeah. But also something that uh, can protect for at least a year. So you've seen some of that data on a, on a fourth dose, a second booster shot. Mm -hmm. You think it will be necessary? It is necessary, a fourth boost right now the protection that you're getting from the third 
it is uh, good enough, actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths. It's not that good against infections, but doesn't last very long. Mm -hmm. But we are just submitting those data to the FDA, and then we will see what the experts also will say outside Pfizer. Yeah, we get yeah. it. They want to sell right. drugs. This guy is so full of shit. Uh, hold back the, uh, you know, all the information for 75 years. Um, now, what does it come out? 1,291 side effects, I think, were listed with his, <laughs> with his jab. Um, you know, it's like, hey, if I need advice from a veterinarian, I'll head for the local animal hospital, Borla. Until then, shut the fuck up. One, doing it and coming up with what you've got for people that want it, that's fine. You know, and I don't think anybody's against that. It's once it becomes the the fact that it's being mandated and people are being forced to take it. That's happening in Chicago now again. It's there's another deadline. If you're a Chicago cop and other first responders and you haven't had the vaccine again, it's like, oh, you're gonna be out of work. Yeah. Which is I think absolutely ridiculous, but especially at this point, and will the next wave of all of this stuff happen? in the fall maybe nobody really knows at this point but right now it seems like it is completely falling off the cliff it's it's completely gone from the overall population where if you look at uh, there was a uh, chart that shows you on uh, this was a newsletter that i get called the daily chatter who they look at the countries and COVID and shows you what percentage that country is up day to day. So there's been a lot of times you'd see a few percent going up and down right now. Russia day to day was up 0.26%, Germany 0.03%, super, super low. Then uh, the United States up 0.00%. India, 0.00. Brazil, 0.00. France, 0. UK, 0. Turkey, 0. Italy, 0. Spain, 0. Which means right now, COVID is not spreading. There are the new cases have gone down to almost zip to the point that it's showing at 0%. So putting people out of work now makes no sense if those numbers were like well we're up 10 percent every day the numbers are rising yeah well you know that'll happen because it's a fucking coronavirus which is the cold it's the same derivative it's always mutating there will be another variant um who gives a shit you know that's just how these fucking things work he's you know like i said he's not a he's not a medical he's not a human doctor he's a fucking veterinarian and he wants to sell sell his crap that he's making which is largely ineffective and it's to me it's tantamount of some guy you know toyota the head of toyota says hey it's 2022 you need a new toyota yes, of course you need a new car need, new car everybody needs a new car get one now you need that's a new bottle advice. new bottle of whiskey could be unsafe your <laughs> car's old it's unsafe get a safe car that's what this is he's an asshole well and it's got to be an electric car larry <laughs> it kind of sounds like a car trying yeah. to start <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Borla. Shut up. He's trying to sell his drugs. Leave him alone. People sell no. a lot of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> except they don't do what he said they do. So there lies the rub. Yes. Well, that's it. But it's very much going to be 
like the flu shot, which everybody just needs to understand that now, which we've seen every variant of COVID become less lethal. And that could be for a variety of reasons. Some people will argue that it's because of the vaccinations. Some people will argue so many people have had it already that there is that kind of immunity going around. It's probably a combination of those two things. And I believe that a lot of people have had COVID who don't even have a clue that they've had COVID. I think I mentioned sure to you right. the the first round of COVID, which was the most deadly yeah. that my barber got it. And he's a guy who has diabetes, takes multiple shots a day. And he was like, it was the sniffles for him. Well, look at Obama says he's got it and he had a scratchy throat and there wasn't much more to it. And he's triple vaxxed. So. Yes. <laughs> now, I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's it's worrisome when you see guys like Adam Curry, the podfather who got covid mm-hmm. and it's hanging on. He's been having problems with his voice. This is weeks yeah. later. And you're seeing that this isn't a simple cold that will clear up. No, you shouldn't be forced to take a vaccine, but you should know what your possible side effects are from it. You should know what could happen if you get it. Absolutely. And look at it from a, uh, from all sides, if you can. And it's, I think it's going to be, I don't think 75 years, but I think it's still going to be years before we understand the fallout from any of this stuff. And I do think that there's a lot that can be pointed to vaccines, but I think there's also a lot that can be pointed to the disease itself that people are ignoring which if you can avoid it try to avoid it yeah hell yeah and at least it seems again to be to be tamping down in each if it's like a normal virus you know it should keep getting less and less lethal as it mutates but we'll see we'll see how it all goes we'll see (laughs) we do have a couple people to thank for today's show because we do work on the value for value model And we get it. It's an insane world right now. But if you can help support the show, it goes a long way. Yes. And coming in at a new monthly $5.55, Captain Oblivious, who (laughs) he's in the troll room all the time. And I think that's a great name. That is a great name. Thank you, Captain. It's like this is uh, this this fits right now for the world. Captain Oblivious. If, If he can see. Oh, I hope I didn't misgender. If he can see that this show is worthy, then maybe you can too. Yes. Coming in with 10,033 sats. I don't think uh, this is any surprise. Yes, B. When, uh, when our buddy Adam Curry went live with his podcasting 2.0 show the other day, and they were testing out some of the stuff with the Lightning Network, I did send him a 10,034 sat donation just to beat CSB. By one Satoshi petty. (laughs) No, it was worse because then Dave Jones, the guy on the podcast with Adam's like, oh, well, Darren's outing himself as a guy who has a wallet and Satoshi's. And it's like, oh, of course (laughs) I do multiple shows. So I had to send him another thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three sats just to be like, yeah, this is the vig. This is the vig for the podfather because I'm collecting this funds, these funds for planet rage and unrelenting and random thoughts all through the podcasting 2.0. This is all thanks to what's going on. And if you're not using a podcasting 2.0 app, you should go to newpodcastapps.com and check it out. It is the future. 
it is still in its infancy as far as how many people are using it. So we need more people to jump on board because it is a way for podcasters like Larry and myself to be off the main grid, to not have to worry that PayPal or a credit card company is going to say, hey, no, we're not going to allow donations going to you. We're not going to let people support you. And it's a hell of a way to keep podcasting as the last bastion of media that is not under a corporate control. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something worthy of putting some support behind. But comic strip blogger has a note as he always does. Always. Howdy, Larry and Darren greetings from your favorite Polak me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. CSB people are going to like yell at us for that's that's hate speech saying that. If your listeners want to hear the latest news about artificial intelligence, they're invited to listen to a podcast about artificial intelligence named AI.cooking, spoken by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent, UK. And yeah, Gwef, and a brand new episode has just launched today, so you can get the latest if you go check out AI cooking, AI.cooking right now. And of course, you can find CSB's cartoons at his website comicstripblog.com and while we were doing the show we got a boostagram from C Brooklyn who's in the troll room and just says keep raging hey thank you C bro and that is that. 3141 sats so what's what's the meaning behind 3141 i don't know 41 hmm. it's a magical number yeah there's all sorts hmm. of different numbers all sorts of different stuff but if you want to help support the show if you got any value out of the show whatsoever you go to mm-hmm. planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information you need is right there. You can do a PayPal donation. You can do a crypto donation. You can use the P.O. Box address. Or if you're listening again on a podcasting 2.0 app, you can boost a gram, do whatever you want. It is all very much appreciated. Indeed it is. <laughs> it's the way to get people's Mondays going. Although, I mean, it is. Like you said, St. Patrick's Day this week, and I, it is it is a rock and roll pre-show on St. Patrick's Day, so I, I'm should be good. And yeah, that's going to start at nine a.m. though for me instead of noon. So I don't know about the that that's starting the day drinking really early. Although <laughs> I, I guess you can't drink all day unless you start right when you get up. So yeah, there's consistency that. matters too. You know, don't forget that. Yeah, well, you want to do a nice stable thing. You don't want to do like a <laughs> shot before every song. Oh my god. Like, let's see how long we Oh no, that would go bad. I never did those, those drinking games, man. I just, I don't know how people do them. Never did that. Ned, Ned just boosted a thousand sats. Well, which, you, which is die when they get wet. And that's in, in regards to Pisaki's hair. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> She's a witch. Ergo, if she gets wet, she will die. But they, there's dry shampoo, Ned, Ned. There is dry shampoo. Maybe she doesn't know that, though. Yeah. Maybe that's the misinformation. There's a a shower, though. (laughs) I just can't. Something tells me that's kind of bogus. It's interesting to me that because I just can't stomach watching her just because of her delivery. It's not even the way she looks. I mean, it's just her delivery. I just. She's she's incredibly pedantic yes uh, arrogant and uh, she's just she's just insufferable she really is the rumor is that multiple networks want her 
to come be you know the next rachel maddow oh i'm sure and are offering upwards of uh, seven figure deals oh i'm sure no doubt she you know eventually she'll go away and that's where she'll resurface for a lot of dough yeah guaranteed you know if uh if msnbc came uh calling me and said we'll pay you a million bucks a year to be a propagandist it's a hard deal to turn down wait a minute you take a pay cut for that <laughs> shit a pay cut What's the matter with you yeah i need a i need a pay raise <laughs> which is why we need people to support the show and we got another boostagram coming in ba-boom Three thousand, no, thirty-one thousand four hundred and fifteen sats from cold acid. It says angry pie day. Oh yes, it is pie day. Oh yeah, three point one four. Yeah, for all the nerds out there, it's pie day. I'm now. I'm just yeah. thinking like chocolate peanut butter is a good pie. You throw some banana on it. Yeah, the best pie in the world is a little place down in Sarasota, Florida, called Mrs. Yoder's. And they have a chocolate peanut butter pie that is just so good. I mean, it's been like a decade since I've been down there. I think that's still like the best pie. It's like, if you want pie, that's it's kind of like one of those things. If I had, you know, if I had that kind of Pisaki money, if I was making millions a year, I would probably pay somebody to fly down to Florida like once a week and just pick up a pie. I really like that stuff, huh? Good stuff. Is there is there, there they have, have uh, Marie calendars out there in the Midwest or does that name any, mean anything to you? It sounds familiar. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. know there's the frozen stuff, I think, but I don't know if I've ever seen a restaurant. Yeah, it was a restaurant chain uh, in uh, Southern California and they were terrific, man. And they're, you know, they're they hung their hats on their homemade pies and they really were spectacular. When I first moved here, people were like, oh, you got to go to Marie Callum's. Marie Callum's finally went, I was like, holy shit, like the pecan pie <laughs> and the rhubarb pie was insane. And <laughs> talk about old times. Uh, if you return the uh, the uh, metal pie plate that they came in, they'd give you a dime deposit for towards your next pie. So how about that? Well, they need to get those back so they can reuse them and be exactly. green. <laughs> we they're all gone. We so. found the uh, Mrs. Yoder's back in, I believe it was 1994, the year of the baseball strike, when we were going down to spring training because of the fact that it was just cleared up and all that stuff the players were getting a late start and we wound up on the same flight as the white Sox player ron kittle who oil can boyd another legend of major league baseball when i walk up to him outside of comiskey park one day he's like you look like that ron kittle fella Hmm. kittle's about my height big white guy with glasses so i mean there was there was that why'd they call him oil can uh, just because his uh, there were surprises arm, I think, had never and he was skinny as an oil can. So there was OK, there was that back in the day. There was a lot better nicknames back in the yeah. day, too. Let me I don't say think that. anybody gets nicknames anymore because that's offensive. <laughs> that's true. Really? I mean, Jesus. Yeah, we don't want to offend anybody. Right. But the flight was uh, was fairly packed and somebody wanted to sit next to somebody else. So they asked Kittle if he'd move and he wound up sitting next to my wife and I. So it was a cool. It was a fun three hour or so flight. And he was like, you like pie? You look like you like pie. You want to go to this place. Cool. By the way, uh, you can call me (laughs) T-Bone. (laughs) T-Bone? Yeah, since you're a Seinfeld fan, I figured (laughs) you'll get that. Oh, you missed that episode. T-Bone, T-Bone. I don't. uh, George Costanza. He wanted his own. Yeah, he was trying. Call me T-Bone. Right. You you can't (laughs) pick your own nickname, Larry. Oh, call me T-Bone. 
<laughs> you can't pick your own nickname. You are Mr. Velvet. <laughs> I don't know where the hell that came from. But actually, Dick Masterson, I think. Yeah, but it fits. It fits. Uh, I always thought, you know, but I prefer satin and silk. So <laughs> especially well, if it's, it's red. That, that sounds like a podcast. Uh, that's yeah. diamond and silk. So that's right. You could you could yeah. be satin and silk. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how you, uh, you know, what pronouns you want us to use or any of that. We've never asked. Yeah. But what is coming up? Anything fun and exciting that you already know about on that Larry show? Yeah. Well, first, if there's anybody, I want to just apologize for the lateness of my last week's show, um, which, uh, you know, I always say I close. I say, I'll see you next Wednesday or thereabouts. Uh, But the thereabouts is a pretty tight window. I usually post between, I'm going to say like maybe 9 p.m. Wednesday and 1 a.m. Thursday mornings. It's about a four hour window. Okay. and for you know, I don't want to get into the minutia of this crap, but as you know, it's a little bit more complex to to get a podcast distributed than like post making a post on Twitter or Facebook. There's a kind of a three or four steps you got to go through in having it syndicated. And the asshole company I dealt with um, did not distribute my show for about twelve hours. Ooh. So I got all kinds of emails from people. Thank you very much. You know, screenshots of 404 messages they were give, getting and so forth. So I was really pissed off about that because I pay for that service and they suck. Um, so I want to say I'm sorry about that. And for this week, uh, we're going to it's, it's it's a kind of a bifurcated show. Los Angeles has come out of a coma for the first time in uh, about a year. They've dropped their fucking vaccine passport crap. Um, so it's, uh, LA coming out of a coma. I have something about that as well as upping your adventure quotient. Cause it's, we all could use that. Couldn't we? So, yeah. So at least it wasn't your web host, uh, not liking what you were saying. Was it just a, I hope not. I hope <laughs> not. I don't, I don't think I'm big enough for them to know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I hope not, but I was pretty pissed off. It's, you know, I'm not that sloppy a poster. I, I do, I do keep to a, to a schedule cause I don't want to disappoint people. And I'm very grateful they listen. Now we do. Do these shows live on Mondays at noon central time. You can be in the troll room to take part in all of the fun at noagendastream.com. NetNed says Oil Can Boyd's unique and memorable nickname has been reported as coming from his beer drinking days in his hometown of Meridian, Mississippi, where beer was referred to as oil. Ah, the more you know. I love stuff like that. Finding out the real story. Mm -hmm. The more you know. That's why you come to Planet Rage. I got to stop you a minute and ask. So just as uh, unless you got to run. No, but, uh, your last show. I loved as I always do. Random thoughts. Everybody should listen to that. And you talked about that, um, that chick basketball player who's now behind bars in Russia because she tried to sneak, sneak some marahuni in. Yes. And so I had a question for you because you're the sports guy and I'm clearly not. And you said that I think when she plays for the WNBA, they pay her like 200 grand, 225,000, something like that. Is that her salary? Correct. Right? Okay, so but when she plays, I guess in a Russian league, they they pay her a million and a half. So I, I you know, I never even realized basketball is like a big thing in Russia. Is that? Is that I true? guess I had no idea, especially women's basketball. I had no idea. Holy shit! But there's a lot of money to be made, I suppose, which is why she goes there. Yeah, interesting. Well, I have a you know a piece of advice for anybody. You know, she needs. She should have. Everybody traveling internationally should be forced to watch the old movie Midnight Run, and then realize don't fuck around bringing drugs into strange lands. Yes, do not do things you're not supposed to. And it's it was an interesting story to me just because of the fact that it seemingly is somebody 
that is very anti United States because she is one that was trying to get the national anthem not sung before the nice. WNBA games or turning her back <laughs> when it's played. I just wonder if Trump was in <laughs> office, it would be one phone call, which would be like, hey, Vlad, let her go. Absolutely. I'm sure you're correct. Yes. Joey, uh, on the other hand, uh, I don't think Vlad's going to take Joey's calls. <laughs> no. And I didn't realize, I mean, I should have done more research on it because no agenda mentioned this story, along with a bunch of other stuff that was all with the don't say gay. It was all with a gay thread through everything. And I never really paid much attention, but I was reading one of the articles on Brittany Griner today, and she is gay, married to a woman. I had no idea. I mean, WNBA, I didn't want to stereotype. No. But it is interesting that somebody is, you know, like her is trying to use her privilege to get out of committing all the. You're coming from the United States where Mm. you could hit somebody in the face with a brick and they wouldn't charge you. But Russia and their drug laws are very very uh, draconian i'm sure they take him seriously <laughs> and we're seeing up we're seeing people though this is how bad it gets to me though there's on cnn there was somebody that was like well the problem is even thinking that this is a reality thinking that she went there with drugs it's like this could all just be made up and i'm like okay i'm willing to believe that but i want to know from people that know her does she use a vape pen and vape the uh, cannabis oil? Yeah. If you tell me that she doesn't do that when she's here, I'll believe you. But if right. she does that when she's here, I would say it would make sense that she just thought, oh, nobody's going to look because I'm guessing in Russia, there are the non-drug vape cartridges. I don't know exactly how you could test these things. I mean, there may be people in the, in the troll room who know way more than i do about that but i'm guessing she thought you could just bring the cartridges in nobody's gonna hassle her yeah and then they looked and went "Ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's bad Ooh, no good yet it, it, yet yes this is the worst possible time to be in a russian prison as well <laughs> not smart no <laughs> but she's been going there for like seven years so it's not like you're somebody that yeah. didn't know the laws you didn't know sure. what was going on yeah, yeah. Net, net says if there's THC in it, you can test it. But you would have to go in and although I'm guessing they have those tests, then when you come into Russia, if you just don't think the law applies to you, this is a big problem in the United States. You just people that don't think the law applies to them. And you're seeing what happens in a country where they do. Uh huh. <laughs> the act- other thing you mentioned was this ticket stub that sold for what four hundred sixty thousand bucks for a ticket to uh, the first to a Bulls game in nineteen eighty four something. Michael yes. Jordan's was first. Yes. Holy shit. So yes. what I want to ask you is, I I was coming through some crap because you know I'm getting out of L A. Um, soon, so I'm going through all this garbage, and uh, I, I found a receipt from a Pet Boys when I purchased my first set of floor mats. Should I put that on eBay <laughs> to get anything for that? Well, maybe because you are a celebrity, Larry. <laughs> Am I? I I'm mean, a legend it, in my own mind. Yes. You have, see, you have a fan. It doesn't matter how big your fan base is. It okay. just there's a question of how much money your fan base has, uh, and if you put something up where you're like, "Hey, I've got this. Got this. This, this could be a vital part of <laughs> that Larry Show memorabilia." The uh, the Jordan ticket was there was uh, a ticket that was ripped for Jordan's first game that sold for 200 and something. Mm. Then the non ripped ticket. So this guy had a non ripped. Uh, so it was a unused ticket 
which is why it went for close to a half a million. There were guesstimates that it could go up to a million, but it was immediately eclipsed, which is something I totally forgot to mention on Random Thoughts, that it was eclipsed like within minutes because there was also a ticket stub from Jackie Robinson's first game that sold for 480,000 or so. So it sold for like 20,000 more than the Jordan's ticket stub. But yeah. that also just it, I'm trying to wrap my mind around that because you would think there would the be Robinson a, thing should have been a multiple. Yes. Of the Jordan ticket, a multiple, you know, except for the fact that the Jordan ticket was unused. That was the one thing because there's like one of those known in existence. The used Jordan ones were like 250. So, yeah, the Robinson one is twice, but still Robinson, you're going back how many more years, which would make it harder to have those still around. It's a weird thing. Any collectible industry is weird. Yeah. I mean, just on a historical basis, the Jackie Robinson game was so much more, you know, important than Michael Jordan's first game. Come on. But it was important for different reasons. If Jackie Robinson would have had the talent to be the Michael Jordan of baseball, I mean, Jackie Robinson is remembered as an all-star, really good player, but there have been a lot of better players than Jackie Robinson. Michael Jordan, you can still make the uh, the case that he was the best that has ever played in the NBA. Is that true? I wouldn't know. Is that true? Is he considered the best? He's no. up there. I mean, you can make there's there's a few guys that you can make a uh, a case for, but Jordan is hard to beat, especially with six NBA championships under his belt. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. The ticket stub collecting though is a wild west. If you have ticket stubs and you can put something weird to that ticket stub. Even yeah. Michael Jordan throwing out a first pitch at a game will make it worth money. Yeah. I know we have ticket stubs from his first spring training game that we were at down in Sarasota. Those, I guess, go for about 150 bucks a piece, which isn't horrible for a otherwise throwaway item. Yeah. But, you know, not quite the, the quarter million to a half a million that you can get for his first NBA game. So what do you got coming up this week? Random thoughts. I don't know. It's always completely, it's always random. I always mean to start taking notes like throughout the week (laughs) and have something prepared. And it usually turns out the weeks that I try that by the time Wednesday rolls around and I go to turn on the microphone, there's something else to talk about. So (laughs) it's, it's fun for me too. Cause I never know what I'm going to say. Makes it fun. Spontaneity, baby. Yes, that's what you got here on Planet Rage. We hope you come back next Monday for another Keeping Dose. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Who's going? Shit!